Welcome to this week's edition of the Speaking Artistically podcast. Each week we talk about arts and entertainment in Edmonton, inspired by the weekly Taproot Arts Roundup, curated by friend of the pod, Fonda Mithrush. We are produced by Bottom Line Productions and published by Taproot Edmonton. Hi, I'm Josh. I'm Kate. I'm Katie. And we're Speaking, Speaking Artistically. Artistically. Welcome to episode number seven. Can you believe that it's number seven? Yes. Yes, yes, so. <laughs> yes I can believe it's number really? seven. Yeah, why is it? Why is that? Is that a magical I, number for you? I looked at, no, it's not a magical number, but I looked at um, our plans for today and said, holy, or this is number seven? Just feels like it's gone by really fast. It is. In it seven is. weeks. Yeah. We should talk about the awesome uh, dinner that we had last night at Range Road. Oh. Wow. Yeah. What a great restaurant. Yeah. We I'm highly s- recommend it. Local, everything. everything. Yeah. Yeah. I'm still full. Kate, I, Kate and I were both <laughs> saying how neither of us could sleep afterwards because we were too full. <laughs> too full. Isn't, that, isn't being full supposed to help you go to sleep? But like uncomfortably full where... I, I think you crest that at some point. Mm. Yeah. It's too far. Too far. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. I think when they brought out the two giant... Um, dessert platters. Dessert platters. Like, that's what pushed me over the edge. Yeah. And it just tasted so good that you. I was so full, but you just can't stop eating. Yeah. I still can't get over that we were in the butcher section mm-hmm. on the butcher table and there was seven of us sitting around it. It perfectly. was very cool. And there was even room for like an eighth if we, if we yeah, had to. Yeah, if we had an eighth. If we had an eighth. Okay, so now tell us about this unicorn drink that you had. Um, what is that? Well, they wouldn't tell you what it was and that's why I ordered it. Um, <laughs> it was like... It was like champagne and lemon, like a champagne lemonade. It was delicious. Oh. Amazing. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Worked for me. That's... <laughs> there was also some heart that was consumed. I enjoyed the heart. It was a beef heart. So um, yeah. that's Josh where we get our... Josh is feeling especially powerful today. I am. <laughs> like, I feel like I can get anything done. I walked from here across to the, the core. So from the bottom, from Bottom Line Productions at Shimko Studios all the way through the core in like... 12 minutes. I was just like hoofing it. I'd stop every once in a while to adjust my shoelace so it wouldn't come on. (laughs) Yeah. And then i just keep going. And at the same time, you emptied your inbox, which is impressive. I emptied my inbox. Yeah. It's that time of year. And people filled it again. Yeah. That's okay. I still will. The goal is still to to, to, to Inbox zero today. But I walked past on my way there. You know what? We'll get to that in a second. But first, we're going to shout out a thank you to the Eskimo Empire podcast, which... My friends and colleagues here listen to constantly. Kate and Katie listen to the Eskimo Empire podcast. Mm, absolutely. <laughs> anyway, a uh, big shout out to our friend of the pod, Andrew Hoskins, and uh, co-host Superfan Mike and Commissioner Kayla for mentioning the Speaking Artistically podcast on their episode this week as they were talking about new head coach Scott Milanovic. You are all welcome to come on to our podcast, but you do have to sing the Eskimo fight song when you come on because it's an arts podcast and we'd like to know even though you do sports and mm-hmm. sports and hey sports and arts they mix absolutely sports do. are an art I think Josh will have to be the one holding you to that I will yeah. be yeah, <laughs> I will even join you and Kate and Katie will learn the fight song for when we're gonna work over it work on it over the Christmas break you're gonna work over it yeah we're gonna work over it we're gonna yeah. work, we're gonna work on around it. it over the Christmas, Christmas break, break. Yeah. Okay, okay good <laughs> yeah. alright well let's put that aside I um uh, on my way downtown because of my heart eating last night these are good segues <laughs> my heart eating last night with all my energy so I was in the core and I wrote, I walked past the Edmonton Public Library and I, I, I think it's stunning like 
let's throw out all opinions about it because this is mm-hmm. public art. We talked about public art mm-hmm. a couple of weeks ago when we were talking about the um, talus balls. The talus balls. Talus dome, talus balls, talus... Talus dome, dome balls. Dome it's balls. It's a dome of balls. <laughs> it's <Yes>. balls. <laughs> talus dome balls. And... It's shiny. I, I've been... I'm a huge fan of architect... Beautiful architecture that is also uh, a building. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that it's so much nicer than any kind of a puck dropped on a pad. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about you, former Edmonton Coliseum, where there's nothing else around it. Mm-hmm. And it sounds like the library has taken... They've kept the bones, mm-hmm. and they've put this awesome zinc structure. And then you guys pointed out something called... And it's in the pot, It's in the Taproot Roundup today mm-hmm. uh, that it was... It's called a think tank. Well, it's been coined the think tank, which I think is going to stick. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah. And that's because it looks like a tank. Because it looks like a tank. Is that but, a bad thing? Makes reading powerful. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> oh my goodness. Hey, like you know what, EPL? <laughs> that quote, that slogan is for free. You can use that. <laughs> yeah. You're welcome. I, I have a really hard time making an opinion on that when I haven't been inside it yet. Because mm. it's sort of like an inside and outside thing. Mm-hmm. It's not just how it looks with scaffolding all around it and construction everywhere. I want to see it when it's done. I can't decide. One of the things that I've always, always fascinated about the Citadel building, which was built in 75, is that it was one of the first structures in town to, and, and they say in anywhere, that opened up with glass walls, mm-hmm. the inside to the outside. And so mm-hmm. the trend at the time was to build these buildings that were completely sealed off. You, when you're inside, you're inside. When you're outside, you're on the outside. You can be, but with these glass, with this approach, Citadel did, it was the people on the street and the people inside are all one. It's all, you can see inside, you can see out. It feels that way with EPL. Like it is, mm-hmm. like the Stanley Milner Library is a part of the location around it. Well, and I would think that the AGA would be a similar sort of design mm-hmm. theory. So when you're inside, there's lots of open space and lots of windows. So it's, it, again, integrating people into sort of the street level yeah. and the people that are on the street level into the museum so or into the art gallery. So it's not so like you are the people on the outside, yeah. we mm-hmm. are the people inside. Which yeah. And they it, have that open patio. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which, upstairs. Yeah. Which really lends itself also to Churchill Square, which is a gathering place for people. Right? That's right. That's right. And and now does it did it say in the in the roundup that it will be ready for summer of twenty twenty? Uh it was supposed to be ready in February in time for Valentine's Day and oh, it has cool. been delayed. But I don't know how long yet. I don't think they've announced a new uh, replacement date. Just that it won't be ready in time. Well, hopefully, maybe like most summertime. construction projects, right? Uh, things run <laughs> things on time. No, <laughs> have to give a deadline, I suppose. Yeah. Um, I think we're waiting on the update for that. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. You know, it's like I talked to you guys once about bridge construction. I'm perfectly fine to take as long as necessary. To make sure that the bridge mm. is good. Just to go. like something that's important <laughs> yeah. to make sure that everything yeah. is working the way it should, should right? Be. But I feel yeah. that way about buildings too. You're going to yeah. put people in it. You should probably make sure mm. that it's, make sure it's done. It's done. And yeah. I think it's been such a, a, a prolonged project as well that they probably want to make sure that the first time people are stepping into it, that it's 
the exact way that they wanted it to be mm-hmm. because it is going to be sort of an impressive mm-hmm. reveal. Mm-hmm. Um, and it could be underwhelming if you are saying, hey, everyone, come into our library that's only half finished or come, in, yeah. come into the only the main floor. Or, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, it's you know, true. Uh, in addition to talking about the actual library itself, which is totally interesting, we should talk about, the, we should come back to the structure of it eventually. When, when it opens. When it opens. Um, they've announced that Risers in Residence for the library on the pod, uh, it was in the Taproot Roundup. And uh, we have Susie Maloney, who's a novelist, journalist, essayist, and screenwriter. And she will be the writer in residence here in town. And we have playwright Connie Massing, who will be the regional writer in residence. Now, I don't know very much about Susie Maloney, but I know of her books, and they are quite popular and very well, very well read. Tom Cruise has optioned film rights to a dry spell, hmm. which is pretty. That's cool. Freaking cool. Yeah. Uh, I do know. I do know Connie Massing, and as a theater person, have seen her stuff. Um, at, at Eberhart Summer is something is a play that that I grew up with the Eberhardt summer and then of course myth of summer which were both produced at the citadel during uh, Bob's tenor when I was there and they talk about the Alberta experience the Western Canadian experience the local experience and I always believe that playwrights who are able to capture the essence of where they're from and provide tell them in stories that then are subsequently produced everywhere and can still be relevant wherever they're produced, regardless of where they came from, that's that's good writing. And you know how I feel about good, good writing. writing. <laughs> uh, let's move on to Usha Gupta's Touring India. So Isn't that interesting? It is. And does so, that mean Brian is left with them? So Brian Webb uh, has gone... Of the Brian Webb of the Dance, Brian Company. Dance, Dance Company. Well done. <laughs> Have, has gone on tour with uh, Usha Gupta Dance Entourage. Uh, it's a huge tour. There's in both the number of cities that they're visiting and the amount of people that are on the tour. Um, there's artists from both Edmonton and artists that are based in India that are joining the tour. Uh, and they're going to 11 cities over a month. So it's it's a four-week tour, 11 cities Good Lord. all over India. That is a heck of a number it's a of cities. It's a huge undertaking. Um, they're doing Koj, which is a show that Brian Webb Dance Company presented in 2018. Um, and now it's gone on to tour India, and we'll come back to Canada, and we'll go to seven cities in Canada, I believe. So in total, in 2019, 2020, there'll be um, 18 cities that this show is visiting. Wow. So it's a very impressive tour. Um, I I can't remember exactly what or how many people are involved in the production, but I'm going to say that there's probably about 15 people mm-hmm. that are on tour altogether. Um, Brian isn't performing in the show. He's he's been the dramaturge and the uh, the consultant on, on the, the show. But so he's on the <laughs> he's, he's on, on the crew. crew. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. And, and I missed if you said it, but was it presented as part of the, of the BWDC season? It was season? presented as part of the BWDC season. So they premiered this, it in 2018. So mm-hmm. not this past season, but the season before. And you worked on it? Um, and, and I worked on it, yeah. How was it? It was it was good. It's a really interesting show. It's a blend of Catholic dancing um, and tra- it's it's 
traditional Catholic dancing, but also uh, with contemporary elements in it. Cool. Um, so it's, it's it would be interesting to know if when they go over to India, how it's perceived. Uh, because I would assume that the Indian audience has different expectations of it than yeah. what a Canadian yeah. audience yeah. would, yeah. right? Um, I have to believe that Usha would be sensitive to that. I think she probably is very knowledgeable yeah. about it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah. Cool. So uh, congratulations to Usha. That's yeah, a that's huge. That's, huge. Undertaking. Yeah. that's massive. That is, yeah. And I'm really pleased that BWDC audiences got to see it got first. Got to see it first, Absolutely. yeah. Absolutely. And that's a perfect segue into Oklahoma, where the wind comes from. Roaring Ro- down the plains. I think it's whipping down the plains. Mm. I don't think it's Whipping, roaring. roaring? I think it's roaring. Can somebody tweet us and tell us what the right <laughs> lyrics are? Thank you. We'd appreciate that. Sorry we're not up on our Rogers and Amos thing around here. But yes. Yeah. So Oklahoma is playing a festival place right now. In the Taproot Roundup, Fonda mentions a review that uh, Colin McLean did this past week for Gig City. Uh, the show is being perceived really well. It's done by the Festival Players, uh, who is a group of community uh, performers that present a show every year at Christmas time at Festival Place. Um, and the shows are huge shows. There's a cast of 30. There's 15 local musicians. So I think that in itself mm-hmm. is always an impressive feat when you That's... can get people that are um, they're they're not professionals, but they have a passion and they have a love and they have a, a talent for acting, singing, and dancing. It's, it's a really large performance for community theater. Yeah, so Absolutely. Yeah. And there's they, they perform from December 13th, it opened, until the 30th, and there's like 16 shows. <laughs> so that, there are 16 shows? There are 16 shows yeah. over those those days. So, I mean, that in itself is a huge... Whoa. For volunteer performers to take on, that's, that's a as big well. commitment. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, I have something to admit to you both um, that I'm well, to say on the podcast that I'm so excited. Uh, I was in the last Oklahoma at Festival <gasps> Place. You were. That was in 2001, and it was by the uh, our Drawson and Sherwood Park players called Sherard. Hmm. I'm not sure. I haven't heard from them in some time. But Festival Players was was made by Gavin to produce stuff hmm. that was community based. That was part of uh, the festival place programming but by that point Shard was doing those musical theater stuff on their own and so I was in the show and I was the choreographer and our good friend Richard Winnick who's uh, since passed was the director wow Oklahoma the inside joke for the rest of the time that we always worked together was we could never get people to wave the wheat the same direction because the choreography demand from the choreographer which is me you put your arms in the air and then the wave wheat was waving where the waving wheat still you had to move from right to left and right to left we even slowed it down for those who like couldn't half do time. it half time yeah and it was very difficult to get people to go the same direction so it never worked Wow. But that was part of its charm. That's some great I'm trivia. looking back on it 19 years, 18 years later, and it was part of its charm. Wow. My mind is a little blown right now on really? like a lot of different levels. Yeah. <laughs> I think that Josh should choreograph more, for one thing. I didn't know that that was part of your talent roster. Your repertoire. I, have, I have choreographed musical theater in the past. It is true. Well, if anyone has any uh, choreography <laughs> needs, call out to Josh Semchak. Yes, yes. Send, send a note. I will <laughs> he sent an email. He will be wheat waving out of the show because it takes too long to choreograph it's that. It's true. It doesn't yeah. work. Um, yeah. the, uh, 
I, I play. I can't remember the character I played, but he was the guy that sang about Kansas City. Um, that's a great Curly. You, you remember? Curly? No, Curly's the lead. He's he sings so the right at the beginning. I yeah. played Curly's. I played like Curly's, his right hand man. His sidekick. Yeah, I was I was the uh, comic relief with. Right, right. The girl who was also the comic relief to Ado Annie. Ado Annie. Annie. So I was her boyfriend. Okay, so not Patrick Wilson. Patrick Wilson was Curly on Broadway. So you weren't Patrick Wilson. I wasn't Patrick Wilson. Okay. But I, and I wasn't who played Judd on Broadway. I wasn't. Oh no, he never made it to Broadway because he didn't have his green card. Um, Wolverine. Oh, oh uh, Hugh Jackman. Hugh Jackman <laughs> played Judd in Australia and in England. On, on in the West End, the revival like twenty some yeah. years ago, but he couldn't play it in the U.S. because of some wow. sort of a immigration issue. Could you imagine a show that you got to see Patrick Wilson and Hugh Jackman? Wouldn't that be something? Hey? <laughs> wow. Yeah. My day would be made. It's not, it's not, it's not quite the same as seeing me in Oklahoma, but I'm sure you would. But it is it. the same. It's all right. If you, you don't have to choose between it. those two situations, Kate, I would love to see. Uh, Josh teaching a uh, thirty people how to wave wheat. That yeah. would yeah. That yeah. wins. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Wins. Yes. <laughs> All right. Maybe there's footage of it somewhere. Um, anyway, nice segue into music. Yeah. So this week in the Taproot Music Roundup, um, the shortlist for the Edmonton Music Prize has been announced. Uh, so the Edmonton Music Prize, it's not like a grant or a scholarship or those kind of things. It's a prize. So your um, Full-length recording has to have already been made the year prior, uh, and if it's voted in as the best, um, you will get $10,000, wow. which is large, and that's why the Edmonton Music Prize is so exciting. Um, so this year's, uh, this year's list includes Andrea House, Kaylee Cardinal, Joe Nolan, Nahiwa, uh, Royal Tusk, Ways in, and Ways in Waves. Um, so congratulations to all of those groups. Um, there's wow. also two um, uh, two second place prizes of a thousand dollars to the second and third. When um, are they announced? Do they say? Uh, yeah, they're going to announce that in on February fourth. They'll have a okay. uh, a little a little party where they'll announce that, and often they share it with the Edmonton Film Prize, and they announce both awards at the same time. Oh, nice. Yeah, Andrea Host was in. Teatro, some of Teatro stuff mm-hmm. last year. She's Teatro been Liquid in Street Fest. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, she's done regular some, performance, some street performances fest. there. Yeah, she's yeah. a heck of an actor. And she's a great singer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. We are going to move on to a next segment called Goodbye, Kate. <laughs> See you soon. <laughs> this is an ongoing segment. No, it's, yeah. just, it's just a one-off. Uh, but I don't know <laughs> if anybody on air knows that you're going to... This is, folks, this is what happens. <laughs> For the first year of every new decade, Kate takes takes it off. Yeah. And so 2020 is the first year of the 20s. And she, she, did, she did it for the 10s. And as far as I know, she did it in the 90s. She totally takes it off. <laughs> just takes it off. Just takes it off. No, that's not true at all. So I, uh, I'm going on a maternity leave, which is very exciting. Very exciting. Very exciting. Congratulations. Thank you very much. Um, so I, I will be off to have a baby <laughs> and to take care of it for a year. Yes. Now, yes. what you don't know is that we've planned to have the podcast live from the hospital when wow. you're having the baby. No, I'm just kidding. It's very dramatic. <laughs> 
I don't know if our audience is ready for that. No, it's, it I don't has think I'm to ready for that. <laughs> it has nothing to do with speaking artistic. No. Oh, well, no, and we'd no. have to get sign off on the amount of times that you're allowed to hear curse words. Oh, on that's it true. Too, yeah, so. we could, well, we'd have to have a beep. <laughs> a lot of beeping. A lot of beeping. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, but I, I suppose we're going to take a couple of weeks off. Uh, this is our last podcast, podcast. for the holidays. Yeah. And we'll we come know back in 2020. Kate really digs the holidays mm-hmm. and really mm-hmm. digs so. And uh, you have some work to do to get the the room ready. I do. It's just been it's been so busy with life and everything else mm-hmm. that we really need to take the next couple of weeks to get our acts in gear. To find for... somewhere to put your baby. Yeah, to find somewhere to put our child. <laughs> yes. <laughs> exactly. Probably exactly. good planning. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. yeah. That would suck Before if you got... Before the dog gets spoiled and yeah. that's her room. Yeah. <laughs> yes. That suck if you get home and you're like, oh, oh, Dave, we don't have anywhere to put this. <laughs> well, we, have, we have a car seat, so yeah, I feel like one. that's really important. Yeah. And we have a crib. It's just in a box at the moment. Unassembled. Yeah. <laughs> so that will be, that's like next week's problem. That's yeah, right. that's yeah. next yeah. week's problem. But yeah. Or challenge. Yeah. So 2020, you'll be hanging out with uh, a newborn, which is awesome. And maybe once in a while, you can come on as a guest and have a, a conversation that we can interview you. To, yeah. to I would love to. I, I feel like, um, um, you know, some adults time is, yeah. is, is, is needed. It's going to be necessary. It's going to be ne- yeah. necessary. I, I think our, our podcast audience will accept a little bit of babbling in the background yeah. anyway. Yeah. yeah. That's true. Oh, mm-hmm. That'd be so sweet. Yeah. It might change my perception on like arts and culture because I feel like there's going to be a lot more like Raffi, um, Dora the Explorer, Baby yeah. Shark, like those types of things. So like, you know, Paw Patrol, Paw Patrol, Paw Patrol which yeah. up until very recently I thought was Papa Troll. Um, because I don't, you don't know. I don't know. So, but then I Papa found out it's a show troll. about dogs. Papa yeah. troll. Papa I, troll. I see that. Now. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yes, but it's not. It's not. It's like somewhere Which between, between trolls and, snur- and smurfs. And smurfs. That's yeah, exactly like from what the I thought 90s. Was. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It is a new decade. Yeah. Now, when you get into it, you'll find that each of the dogs is a certain breed of dog, and they've got a particular name that suits the thing that they do. For example, Chase is a German Shepherd, mm. and he's a police dog. Chase, because he police Chase. So Josh already has kids. <laughs> <laughs> I know nothing about Paw Patrol. I've researched it all on my own. Yes, yes. my favorite Paw Patrol is Rubble. And you'll have to look that up. What kind of dog is he? Bulldog. Oh, yeah. we love Bulldogs. He's, he's construction. He's in construction. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. Okay. Maybe I could get into Paw Patrol. I do love dogs. So That's true. Yeah. you do. Yeah. Maybe maybe I could get into that. Yeah. yeah. I think I think you I think Jilly is Rock not Rocky. Not Rocky the dog, but um, mm. no. But but Jilly's breed is in Paw Patrol. I can't remember the name of that particular dog. That's really odd. Why can't I remember? Zuma. Zuma. <laughs> Zuma. Zuma is Jilly's breed. Okay. Yes. I'm going to have to look that up. Which is what? What is Jilly? She does Zoom. Well, Jilly, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Jilly is my dog, and she is a, a Weimaraner crossed with a Staffordshire Terrier. Mm. And a Staffordshire Terrier is a fancy way of saying a pit bull. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. I think, I'm pretty sure Zuma is a pit bull. Yeah. Okay. Just a mutt. She's a mutt. She's the best. Yeah. Shout out to Jilly. Shout out to Jilly. <laughs> Yay. Well, she's the best for now. Yeah. <laughs> no, she's going to be usurped pretty soon. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think Jilly's going to, I think Jilly will be fine. She will be. Yeah. She's a great dog. She's you, just going to get kicked off her throne. Yeah. Your, yeah. Our advice is to spend time with the baby, spend time with the dog, and spend time with them both together. Yes. Yes. Yeah. 
I've also and heard, that's your year. And that's, like, <laughs> and that's what I'll be doing for 2020. Oh, your husband, your husband as well. And spend time with your husband I'll as well. Spend yes. time. It'll be tough because you'll be like, oh, yeah, that. But you will want to just to make sure that that you maintain relations. Yes. <laughs> Always good. Always a good thing. Now, our, our, our new colleague, Alison Lilly, is not here today, but she will be joining the podcast. In the new year. In the new year. And yeah. that, that was a good thing because the other night I was sitting around going, um, I haven't, I wonder if anybody said anything to Allison. Then I found out Kate and Katie did. We planted that topic. seed. Allison will join us. Yay. <laughs> She'll be the third voice on the Speaking Artistically podcast. Yeah. Hi, Allie. Hi, Allie. <laughs> we know you're listening. And uh, welcome aboard. And she had come to us from the Craft Council. I think that's where she most recently was. She also works at uh, my favorite local business, Plaza Bowl, who likes bowling. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. She's yeah. at Plaza Bowl. Yeah. Awesome. That is so cool. We're so going to Plaza Bowl. Yeah. We're going to go bowling for sure. Yeah. Plaza Bowl is a very artistic bowling alley. Yeah. I would say it is. Yeah. I <laughs> well, agree. That's why we talk about it on this. the Speaking yeah. Artistically yeah. podcast. Let's talk about the one thing we're excited to see over the next few weeks. I know it's still the holiday season mm-hmm. and we spent a, a couple of episodes talking about Christmas because apparently Kate likes Christmas a lot. Mm-hmm. I do. Uh, but I'm going to open the uh, one thing segment with my true favorite holiday tradition which is the star wars series and the rise of skywalker which we'll be seeing this weekend and i'm very excited about now i had a very intense conversation with your husband about it last night <laughs> yes, yes you did <laughs> and my wife is convinced that i have not convinced him otherwise mm-hmm. but that he is frustrated by the third trilogy or nonology right and that it is not true to the original trilogy mm-hmm. which is actually the third the second of the nonology the, thir- the second trilogy of the nonology which would be the sextology right and he uh but i think he heard me if you think <laughs> you think like he's taking it into deep consideration i'd like to believe that okay do you think that's possible it, it could be. He okay. might need a little bit of follow-up. So maybe sometime over the holidays, you could give him a call. And uh, Should I call him every day? Probably. Okay, good. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for that. Uh, call that, and then follow-up with a text <laughs> and a Facebook message. Yeah. Dave. And Dave. Dave, <laughs> Star Wars time. Absolutely. You're right. So Rise of Skywalker. Cannot wait. It wraps up the series, the whole series, which is about Anakin Skywalker, which is what I was trying to explain to Dave, that it's about Anakin Skywalker, Kylo Ren being his grandson and mm-hmm. all, and Luke being his son, and how there has to always be two Skywalkers, has to always mm-hmm. be two Siths. Did, get, I mean, I'm getting deep into it right now. But, yeah. yeah. Did it? Did his eyes get really glazed over when you were talking? No, no? he okay. seemed to be genuinely interested. No, okay. those are your eyes that oh. get glazed over when I'm talking okay, I about that I just that. did it. Yeah, I just did it. Yeah, bulls of you. You're like, what? What? Anyway, let's see who tops that for one thing. Okay, well, I need to be a little vague about uh, what I'm excited to go see because it is also a Christmas gift 
for two people that may be listening to this podcast. Um, but I'm going to see a show at the Windspear in early January. Um, and it's a, it, an, I would say an iconic Canadian musician. And uh, it'll just be a really nice night out. I love seeing concerts at the Windspear. I love it. It's the just Windspear. such a good venue. It is. You, mm-hmm. I always have such a good time. So. It's never too loud. It's never ear There's not a bad seat no. in the No, house. it's the, just the such the a beautiful venue. The sound is so good there. Yeah. Oh my God. And I suppose we have to leave it at that. Yeah. That's it? Yeah. Mystery. Yeah. I guess if for those who are curious, we'll let you know in the new year. Yeah. Uh, so my one thing is uh, an annual January 1st event, uh, the day after New Year's Eve, New Year's Day. Uh, at the Black Dog, they do a tribute to Towns Van Zandt and Hank Williams. Uh, because so cool. both of them died on a January 1st. So mm. a bunch of people get together and play their songs. And I usually go to that. Do you play songs there too? No. Oh. <laughs> Heck no. Oh, but that'd be kind of cool. I'm firmly planted in the audience. Oh, yeah. okay. Well, maybe one day you play a song. And you can come on here and play it. No, silence. <laughs> <laughs> no comment whatsoever. Speaking Artistically is produced by Bottom Line Productions and published by Taproot Edmonton. You can find links to everything we mentioned on show notes at speakingartistically.taprootedmonton.ca. You can also stay up to date on everything that's happening by subscribing to the Arts Roundup at taprootedmonton.ca. Speaking Artistically can be found everywhere podcasts are available. While you're there, leave us a rating and review. You can also get in touch with us on social media as Bottom Line Productions. Until next time, I'm Josh. I'm Kate. I'm Katie. And we're Speaking Artistically. Bye, Kate. Bye. We'll see you all (laughs) next decade. (laughs) 